Blog Talk Radio. Two 
top-tier guys at the junior welterweight division going head-to-head. So, And it is $60, like I mentioned. It would have been nice if they did it 40 but at least it's not a full, full price, I guess you could say. There is a variety of news since the last time we spoke, which was, of course, last week. Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia agreed to terms. Um, I'm so happy that they, they managed to get that stuff done. We'll go over some of the details. I believe the working date is April 15th. Um, from the sounds of it, um, I don't know if both wanted a, a tune-up fight, or not a tune-up fight, because, you know, Gervonta's definitely not taking what I call a tune-up fight. Um, but I'm pretty sure, well, we'll get into the details, but both of them are going to take a January fight, it sounds like. But, uh, you know, they both, what, they fought in, I think Tank fought in May, and then probably, what, July, maybe June? I think it was July uh, for Ryan Garcia. So um, some people are kind of like, why didn't we just get right to it? Um, which I understand uh, the negotiations did kind of drag on between networks, obviously. Sounds like the fighters, you know, had already been pretty much signed up. So um, it took a little bit longer than anticipated, so they had to push it back a little bit. You know, this used to be more commonplace, let's put it that way. I'm not saying every fight that was going to be a big fight on pay-per-view, they'd have a, a fight right before it, but... A lot of times they do double headers where they have, you know, the winners fight each other. Um, I think most recently we saw um, Fury and Wilder before they had their their first rematch. Um, They both fought twice. Uh, And by the time they both had fought once, we pretty much knew for sure that they were going to meet up after they were done with their fall fights. Um, And that was uh, Ortiz 2 the rematch, Luis Ortiz, and then uh, Otto Wallen, Otto Wallen, uh, Waylon, however you say that name, uh, um, which were two good fights uh, before it. So it'll be interesting to see who fight, you know, Ryan Garcia fights. But uh, we'll get into a little bit more with the Gervonta's uh, January 7th opponent, which I was pretty surprised that I assumed they would kind of stash this fight away uh, for future reference. I definitely wouldn't. When you start to look at the January to like uh, for Showtime, the PBC, well, I mean, we assume a good chunk of the Showtime. That shit is crazy. I don't know if they're, you know, the only problem is they're going out of they're going out of business, right? They're running out of money, so it's, it's too bad. But man, <laughs> um, this is a, a really really interesting schedule that they got coming up. Um, there was some WBA WBC. See stuff. Uh, we now know, you know, Spence and Thurman's going to happen for sure. We kind of already knew that last week. But uh, the WBA made another decision at welterweight, which, you know, does a lot for me. I'm, I'm really excited. I hope they can get that fight together. We'll talk about it in a short little bit. There is, you know, plenty of current fight news that we'll talk to. And, of course, we'll uh, – you know, go over some boxing Twitter stuff where we read, you know, the, the tweets of the week and, and sometimes some funny fanboy stuff. And, of course, 
Every once in a while, we got to get after some of the media members behaving as if they were. Uh, um, and if you look at 135, you know, I mean, if we get, you know, all things, you know, I suppose even if one of them got minorly hurt or cut, they could push it back to the summer. That wouldn't be the end of it. I mean, that wouldn't be a big deal. But um, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia fighting technically at 136. So I guess it's not all the way lightweight. I'm sure someone will say, you know, correct me on that one. But then also when you hear, I mean, Davis has another fight against a quality opponent, but also, um, you know, Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko, like 135 is starting to really pop up again. So um, definitely happy to see some of these big names fight each other that we want wanted to see for so long. So definitely some fun stuff. We'll get into, like I said, a variety of other items uh, before we get to it. Definitely going to break down that, that Zapata pro Gray fight a little bit more detailed. I do think that Parker Ryder fight will, the winner will fight Canelo because it's more and more now. Um, and I don't know if that was the PBC putting a little pressure on, um, you know, on that side saying, hey, we're going to book these May 6th September dates here. So it, are you coming back till September or not? Because if not, we're jumping on it. So it does sound like he wants kind of a stay-busy fight, Canelo, in May. We'll get to that, though, and then fight Bibble, what he's saying. But we'll get to that if this is your first time listening to the, call, the college ball show. Sorry, I do that tomorrow. <laughs> the Rope and Dove Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope and Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope and and download the show or directly there. Listen to the browser. You can find the platform Rope Dope Radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Spricker, Stitcher, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to philboxing.com. And one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have and you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as forty nine ninety nine. Uh, that'll last for two months. If you decide to go with the choice or ultimate package, that gives you three free months of Showtime, Star, Cinemax, and Epix. That's a, a savings of $160. Excuse me. It's the best of live TV on demand. No annual, annual contract. No hidden fees. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks, which we're starting to see is, is becoming more difficult as the time goes by. That's direct TV stream. All right. Like I said, I, I'm not going to, you know, really get into it too much um, as far as, you know, the last weekend. I'm not really going to. There was some fights out there, but I didn't. I didn't watch any of them. The first weekend where I literally didn't watch um, any boxing whatsoever. Just didn't. Uh, since there was nothing that really grabbed me, I, I figured, hey, why not get a little little break, you know, from time to time. It feels good. And uh, college football, though, I tell you what, was popping off, man. That shit was popping. Um, overall, though, um, hold on. We're gonna get we're gonna get to a variety of news in just a, a short little bit. Um, all right, so. I mean, obviously, we normally 
per usual, like to stay inside the ring, which is not a, you know, a crazy thing for us to do. We we like to, you know, start with recap, but since there isn't recap, um, you know, we might as well talk about a variety of stuff that, like I said, has happened since the last time we spoke, and, and I was really hoping, you know, that they'd be able to figure this stuff out, um, and of course, I mean to zone. And, of course, I mean Showtime. And it sounds like they did. Um, there was some conflicting reports right away. Go figure, right? Not a big uh, not a big <laughs> surprise there. But, you know, those things have been situated. I'm pretty sure it was a Coppinger that said that it's going to be a joint pay-per-view. Is that the first one, Matt? Because he always likes in front of it anyway. But pretty sure that's who it was. Um, anyway, so that's not necessary, not that it really matters ultimately, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, I'm going to rent the pay-per-view regardless of, you know, whoever had it, but, um, you know, that it, it just wasn't, you know, it, it just, that's just not how it's going to be basically. Um, it does sound like kind of like, for instance, um, fight TV, right? That's where I'm going to get the uh, Zapata pro gray fight. The zone would basically be active or in a place where you could, you know, pr- take some percentage off it, I, I suppose, just like, you know, other outlets platforms. So basically you can rent the pay-per-view on the zone and that will give them probably, you know, a lot of reasons to uh, market it, you know, it towards that and, and I'm sure they're going to, uh, you know, as the coming months, uh, you know, fights on there, I'm sure they're going to advertise, hey, buy the pay-per-view here. Um, so at least, you know, at least they did get some of the distribution in a sense and, and, and that type of thing. And, and, and we probably will hear maybe a little bit more details um, as the information comes out. Like I said, they both have. Uh, fights coming up. And of course, I'm talking about Gervonta and Ryan. They got the fight done. And like I said, I mean, Oscar made it sound like, you know, Heyman's the devil again, right? And, and he's the one holding this. He, he won't make the fights. Then, out of nowhere, because remember that guy ran up to him at a golf, I think it was on a golf course. And he said it's going to happen in January. It might happen. We're getting close. And so we've heard close, close, close. But then we also saw, you know, Oscar say he's about to exploit some people, and you know, get on IG. And, and, and I don't know. I don't know who he was going to exploit. Uh, but he made it sound like he was really going to just let the, the wrath out. But I don't know. It's, it, you know, he was out there begging and, and pleading for the zone and showtime to come you know, come like basically cooler heads prevail, and that's what happened. Um, so yeah, it's nice that there's some sort of agreement there, and this is big for the zone based off if Ryan Garcia wins the fight. I mean, it's still going to be positive to have Garcia, um, you know, after this, uh, as far as you know, with Golden Boy and whatnot. But if he wins the fight, it would be a major, major coup. Uh, because then you're turning the page, not that you want to turn the page too early on Canelo, but at some point, 
you know, who is going to take over those, those dates? It could be four years from now. It could be two. Who knows? But my point is it would be big to have a – what is he, 23 or 24? I think he's 24 years old or something like that, Ryan Garcia. That would be monstrous. So, like I said, it got misreported that it was going to be a joint pay-per-view. Um, I, like I said, I believe it was uh, Coppinger. But either way, whether it would have or not, that's cool. Um, I did get a bunch of messages, probably like five, six of them from people that have been, you know, that were basically like, you said it couldn't be a joint pay-per-view and, you know, and, and, you know, showing me Coppinger's tweet and all that. You know, I I didn't say it couldn't be. I just, like I said, I'm a realist when it comes to boxing. Um, you know, I'm I'm overall a positive person in life, but I'm a realist when it comes to boxing, man, because, you know, when show if Showtime's done, you know, look at look at they've only done two split pay-per-views ever, and we talked about how the Golovkin Canelo trilogy was a big test for them. That uh, you could say they failed based off the numbers. You know what I mean? That the fight didn't even generate what uh, Canelo and Plant did, um, and they just don't have. You know, they just don't have the reach. When you're tied to ESPN and ESPN Plus and, and all that stuff, you have the mothership, right, that you can advertise on, um, that you have backing you, just like Showtime. You have CBS, you have Paramount Plus, and we may see more of that too. Um, we may see an announcement, you know, in the coming months, coming weeks of, you know, PBC and Showtime re up and maybe, you know, who knows exactly what that means. But um, either way, I'm just so happy. Like I said, I, I knew people were going to take shots at me because, uh, you know, I was just saying that if this holds the fight up from happening, it's, it's nonsense. Like if they would have decided to do a joint, that'd have been great too. I would thought that was a positive step. I'd have been happy, but, um, it is funny that, you know, they just ran of what cops said. And, and, you know, these are the same people that, you know, message me all the time about this stuff are just over-the-top anti-PBC people. And, you know, it is what it is. Hey, you know, you watch boxing for certain reasons. I watch boxing for certain reasons. But I, it usually has to do with what's in the ring. I'm just happy it's happening. And, and I understand there is some pushback. I'm actually getting a couple messages now. Why didn't they just fight in January? Why didn't they just do this? Um, clearly, the design Showtime stuff, like I mentioned, it did take a while. And, you know, the fighters sound like it sounded like the fighters agreed to terms quite a while ago. And uh, um, so you do have to have a little bit of a runway, you know, for both fighters to fight. That'll drum up interest. And, and, and then, you know, Hopefully they're both done by January and you have February, March, and a good chunk of April. I'm trying to think. Is I'm trying to think when is the when is the Masters? Because that would be a good thing to run some commercials through the day of the fight. Is it the eighth, April eighth, or April fifteenth? Man, I can't remember. Because the national championship for college basketball will probably be April 3rd, the Final Four Saturday. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I just, you know, I I do understand some people's, you know, like 
kind of mad that they just didn't go right to it. Um, I get it. You know, I do get that. But in the same breath, as long as they both make it through healthy or relatively healthy, they're going to be that much sharper. It's going to make the fight a little better probably. Um, and, you know, they, they wouldn't have ha- it wouldn't have happened in January anyway. And from the sounds of it, um, and this is according to uh, on the Jake and Lefty show on Saturdays, they're in Lefty's Twitter space. Jake Donovan, uh, when they talked about some details for this, and like I said, it is a catchweight 136, which is no big deal. Um, they basically, it's Jake made it sound like Ryan was actually wanting to get a fight in. He didn't just want to sit around. So they both agreed. All right, let's let's get a fight in. Then, you know, so Tank Davis already has his announced. In Washington, D.C., which is cool to get him back on the East Coast. Actually, what, his last fight was? It was in the Barclays. That's right. So that's January 7th on Showtime Pay-Per-View against Hector Luis Garcia. Um, I like the fight a lot. I mean, this dude is one of the best. 130 pounders. You can make an argument. It sounds like Shakur's, you know, gone from that uh, division now, the junior uh, lightweight. You can make an argument he's number one. Now, I'm not saying it's number one with a bullet. Nobody has a, a say in it, nothing like that. But you can make an argument, no matter what, he's top three or top four. He's up there. So that fight is a legitimate fight. And I got to admit, I was a little bit surprised that he'd have that tough an opponent. Once I, you know, once the news started coming out that they're both going to um, take a fight before, you know, the working date that it sounds like is April 15th, and it makes a lot of sense. It's, you know, three weeks before Cinco de Mayo on May 6th, that Saturday. Um, so it doesn't infringe, you know, on, um, on Canelo's, you know, comeback fight. From his break, I should say, not, not really a comeback, but you know he's gonna he, he's taking a break or whatever. So had his little, you know, had his surgery and whatnot. But, but um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I haven't heard anything about Ryan Garcia's opponent, but I really thought that they were gonna once you know Garcia beat Chris Colbert, and then we knew that they were gonna fight you know Rod- what was it, Rodrigo Carrera because that was part of, you know, getting that WBA figured out because, uh, you know, it was a split split title and stuff. So, I mean, this guy, this dude's a real deal fighter. And like I said, I did think that they probably, that would be a future opponent at some point. I didn't think they'd fight him now. Um, and shots out to Hector Luis Garcia, because like I said, that's a real deal fight. And I'm really interested to, you know, I heard Jojo Diaz. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, not to say it's a bad fight or anything like that for uh, Ryan Garcia. Um, and you wonder if they're going to try to, you know, try to level up a little bit and, and, and kind of make it, I guess, a guy that's built like a tank. They need to fight a guy like, that's built like a tank. I don't know. I, I, I mean, Garcia is very skilled. Um, they fight differently not necessarily way um 
I just think it's a quality fight, man. So to fight in January, if Tanks get, gets by him and then, you know, beats, uh, let's just say, he, he beats Ryan Garcia, there could be another rematch. There could be another fight. He, he could fight one more time, and then he would get in three fights in a year. So that would be great. Both of them. I mean, Ryan, too, whoever he, uh, if he were to get by whoever he's going to face, it sounds like. Um, I've heard, like, more near the end of January, but nothing concrete. It could be a week later. You never know. I'm not sure. Um, but if he beat Tank and then there's probably a rematch, I mean, that would put you in line for some potential fight of the year. And like I said, to get both these bigger names to fight three times, you know, if you're done by April, you, you have plenty of time for a fall fight. Even if it did break till December, it would be, it'd be nice. It would be very nice. So that's a great fight. You know, hand speed, power, uh, both guys, you know, I mean, obviously Gervonta little bit better counter puncher or better counter puncher um, sometimes he comes forward sometimes he's on the move he has faced taller opponents of late so that I guess helps him a little bit um, Ryan Garcia obviously likes to push the pace somewhat and try to you know break a guy down to the body we saw that nasty left hook that he landed in his last fight um, you know on Fortuna that was pretty nasty. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a great fight. And as I said prior, Ryan Garcia basically in the coolest way was insubordinate. And he said, you know what? This is it. This is what I'm doing. You know, like they offered me the fight. So I've told my people that I'll take the fight as it's offered. I'm not trying to hear any kind of drama between networks. I just want the fight. They offered it. It's a one-sided offer. There's no one didn't make an offer. So uh, kudos to both fighters. Kudos to, like I said, cooler heads prevailing as far as the suits. Um, but I want to definitely credit Ryan Garcia. And, and I knew he had the power at that time to do this where he was like, dude, I'm not, you know, and we didn't run into a Charlo Munguia scenario where the fighters were down to fight. They agreed to terms and then we had network issues. You know what I mean? So very happy. And I get it. I understand people are really starting to flood messages. I get it, man. It, it's not, we're not necessarily really used to fighters fighting and then three, four months later, later fighting again, fighting each other. There are risks. You can get a bad cut. I mean, remember Fury, he, that was in, that was in September, actually. Yeah. September, 2019. He got a really nasty cut. He was fine for his February fight. And like I said, if you actually do some damage where you beyond a cut, like, you know, you need to rehab like an elbow injury or something, or, I mean, you could push it into the summer to give you a couple more months. So, um, yeah, I get it. I get it. I understand. But, you know, if you want fighters to be active, you know, they want a runway for this stuff. So if the fight's April 15th, I don't want them just sitting around either. I mean, I'd be down for it. I don't really care. I mean, you saw um, Benavides said, scrap it, dude. I've already been in camp anyway. I'll be ready to go in March um, instead of fighting in in January. Well, he was already going to fight in January. So it's like, you know, it's like two months later. That's fine with me. So that made a lot more sense. 
their plan obviously just fought. So, yeah, hopefully they both get through it. But, shit, I mean, if you look at it, there's there's situations in the past where, you know, I mean, they – someone would look like Sab Judah and Baldemir, you know? Like, there's scenarios where someone loses and they end up fighting. Sab lost, he ended up fighting, uh, you know, Mayweather either way. So, and then he fought Baldemir later, not long after that, actually. So, hopefully they get through it. Um, we'll see. Now, we got a little bit more news um, just a couple of days ago. We did see the WBA, I think it was on Friday, ordered a fight between uh, Stanonius and uh, Ortiz, Virgil Ortiz, okay? Um, so they have 30 days, you know, to, to strike a deal. Uh, then a purse bid will be ordered. So, I mean, that is uh, – that's huge. And once again, shots out to the fighters. You know, Stanonius was willing to step aside – to, to let Crawford and Spence fight that fell through and um, you know the WBA was allowed uh, the WBC uh, what they called for Thurman and Spence and they didn't just sit there and, and this is Jake Donovan by the way uh, on boxing scene um, talking about basically uh, they have 30 days uh, to negotiate terms for a fight that will be officially due uh, due to take place January 16th. So, um, and then basically, you know, off of that WBA stuff, they now say Spence, and this is basically same thing, boxing scene. Spence and Thurman approved by the WBA. Um, they basically allowed Spence to be able to do it because, you know, we know Stan Odeus, uh has been, sitting there waiting for a shot. So um, let me see here. The winner of, so it's basically Stanonius and Ortiz, the winner of the bout, or or if Stanonius gets a, if there's a draw, because technically he has the quote-unquote belt, uh, the winner of Spence Thurman will have to, within 180 days, which, you know, they could probably tweak a little bit, but they would have to face the winner or a draw with Stanonius. Um, so, so both of them, you know, you basically it's, it's either you have to uh, drop the belt or you got to face the winner. So that that's really cool, man. It's really good to uh, to see that. I'm, I got to admit, I'm, I'm very very happy about this fight, man. This is uh, just a scenario because I like Spence and Thurman. I still think it's a good fight. It's a fight that we've been wanting to see for a while. And that's, of course, want, you know, we wanted Spence and Crawford, but, you know, Crawford didn't sign the contract. So what are you going to do with Spence? Was to just wait around? He said he was going to spin the block, and while he's spinning the block, more than likely, uh, likely yeah, I'm assuming February 4th, um, maybe, maybe it'll be later in February, I don't know, but it sounds like that's when Spence and Keith Thurman will fight. And, man, if they could somehow get that on the undercard, <laughs> that'd be nuts, but... I do want to see how that works out. Will it go to purse bid? Will they be able to negotiate a deal? Um, Stanonius does have Stanonius, right? That's how you say his name. Um, 
he does have the big advantage because he's the belt holder. So when the purse bid comes, it's like, I think it's 75% or something like that, or at least 60. So, you know, hopefully they, you know, maybe they'll work out a deal where it doesn't go to purse bid. Um, and, and, you know, and, and there's no issues with that where um, someone grabs the, the fight and then Ortiz has only got 25%. So he's not making enough money for him to be for it to be worth it or something like that you know sometimes this happens so hopefully they can get this fight figured out because man that would be great to kind of re-spark up this welterweight division and you know if you look at both those fighters it's like a perfect fight for ortiz and stanelius you know because neither of them have fought the top tier guy and it gives them experience against a, a, a fellow con- tender who's young and ready to go and wants a shot it's just a way to prove it it's a perfect proving guard for both proving ground excuse me for both fighters i mean that's why i love the fight so much and i really hope you know that it happens because man that would be dope that would be really really dope here's some interesting news the wba officially ordered and this was you know i think this was like two days ago um yeah, two days ago. Um, they ordered, basically, uh, Janabek to defend his WBO uh, versus Jaime Munguia. The parties have 15 days, so basically December 5th to agree, then it'll be perfect. And kind of weird because, you know, we talked about the boogeyman stuff last week and I didn't think Janabek looked all as bad as some were saying, but I never looked at him like a boogeyman. I don't, I don't really look at, you know, fighters as boogeymen, you know. But and this is why. Here's an example. All of a sudden, Janabek, this is what he said. I'm not interested in Muguia. He's a nobody. I need champions. And it's like, well, I thought you said you were the boogeyman, though. More quotes. Um I told you I'm a middleweight nightmare. I am the most avoided boxer. If not, why did Mungia refuse to fight? Be honest. Uh, I'm not interested in him. He's a nobody. He's not a champion. I need champions. That, that's basically the full quote. And it's kind of like, wait, what? You know, and this is another one that he says about Carlos Adamas, right? So, I mean, he has the real belt now, but to be fair, it's not like it was an, you know, he he got it vacated, and Andre vacated it. You know, the if you look at, you know, the the, the purse bid for that fight, just like the purse bid for the Parker fight at 168, was really low. So I understand. I mean, ultimately, Andre made an Andre decision because he he doesn't have either fight, you know, which is crazy, but. Uh, this is what Janabek said to Adamas. Carlos, ready for a big fight, too. He says, uh, I respect you. You're a good boxer, and you know me. We've had 50 rounds of good sparring, but you're not a world champion. If you want to fight me, you need to get the title from Charlo. He won't fight me. If you had a championship uh, title, I'd glad, gladly fight you. It's like, dude, this is what I mean by this boogeyman stuff. When a network is just so high on this boogeyman stuff, it's like it starts to get into the manager and the fighters. You know, I mean, they're, they're the ones pushing it too. But like, 
it's just like now all of a sudden he's not going to fight a top five, top ten guy. Now, you know, the guy who wants all these fights, now he's not going to fight. It's kind of weird. So I am really glad that they're like, you know what? Let's just go right to it. Let's call their bluff right now. You know, um, we, uh, they've been saying, you know, they want a big fight. All right, time to step up, dude. Time to step up. Let's get it in. So, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm super happy at that. I, I hope it gets done. Um, let's see what the interest in it is as far as, you know, who's going to put up the money towards it, you know. Um, it's time. It's time for both those fighters. It's a great fight for both of them. So we will see. So Jose Zapata uh, just yesterday just posted a boxing scene and it said uh, – He's not injured from a car accident he had Monday. The fight is still on. This is Keith Heidick from Boxing Scene. So Zapata um, was involved in a car accident Monday in South, uh, Southern South Carolina, Southern California. Um, his basically Rene Zapata, um, Jose's brother and co-manager, confirmed that he didn't suffer any injuries as a result. Um, it prevented him from traveling Monday to the media workout in Churchill Boxing Club in Santa Monica. But other than that, he's okay. There was that report that he got, I think it was on TMZ, that he was, that he, uh, you know, and this is alleged, I don't know any kind of facts about this, but that he, he was alleged to assault somebody. <laughs> so it was just like, wait, what? What is going on? You know, um, so yeah, that that kind of threw me off. I have to admit, um, but so yeah, that, that's all I got for you right now. I really, I don't know, um, but I, I guess he's okay. I guess he's just fine. So, um, oh yeah, and here's some. This is uh, Joe Macau. Was it Markowski? From a DAZN, as we've said, DAZN will look to broadcast the biggest fights in boxing. We've worked tirelessly with our friends at Gold Boy Showtime, Team Davis, to structure the deal that suits everyone. Everyone at DAZN is thrilled that we agreed to principle. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, they were saying contracts were still to be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it was common. Um, so yeah, and this is Lance Pugmire among others. Uh, DeZone is not involved in the production or distribution of the pay-per-view. DeZone will have access to the Showtime telecast to sell on DeZone, just like Sony PlayStation or other digital platforms. So yeah, so that that's that. Oh, by the way, Sandor Martin has agreed to a deal to fight Teofimo Lopez because, uh, Jose Pedraza had to withdraw from an illness. It's a non-COVID illness, but um, that's a, that. That might be a step up. You know where they where they actually are. That might be, um, you know, a step up. That 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 might be, man. I think that's a better fight. It's probably a better fight. Um, someone's asking me about Lawrence Acola. Yeah, I mean. I know that this has been kind of an ongoing thing. This isn't that recent. I know he was just, I think Eddie Hearn said, 
you know, from Matchroom said uh, he has one, you know, fight left on the deal that has uh, he the deal w- uh, with us was which was supposed to be in Saudi. We invested a lot of money on him. A lot of Lawrence Coley shows haven't been particularly profitable, and he has a fight left on his contract. So, yeah, that's been the case for a little bit now. Um, Josh Taylor and Jack Catterall. This is from ID Boxing News. Uh, Taylor Catterall rematch reportedly set for February 4th. This will be on pay per view on Sky. Uh, this is Bench. This is confirmed by uh, Ben Shalom from Boxer. So, yeah, I, I, man, I am starting to feel like, hey, we've had a rough. Uh, the states have had a rough go this year with pay per views. If you really add it up, uh, and for a while we were kind of light on pay per views. We'd have them, but there wouldn't be as many, like month after month or two in a month and stuff like that. Like even you know, I was saying, well, we're not getting Spencer Crawford in November and Gervonta's not fighting in December, but we still got two pay per views. That would have been four of them in a matter of two months if you think about it, because we have the uh, the Crawford Avenesian and then the uh, the one this weekend, progress. So, <laughs> um, I get it, man. We've been getting destroyed this year on pay-per-views, and I, I you know, so I feel your pain. Someone uh, texted me from the UK. They sent me this list um, of a lot of its, well, a fair amount of its disowned. But so they got Fury Chisora, which is pay-per-view, obviously, KSI pay-per-view in January. Eubank Jr. in Callum Smith January. Better Be Yard is pay-per-view over there. I just mentioned the, the Taylor Catterall. Uh, Paul and Fury, if that fight happens in February. Uh, Joshua White, which they th- assume Dillian White gets through the fight with Franklin this week, and that's a pay-per-view. And then in March or April, Fury Usyk pay-per-view. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> wow. Hey, at least some of those fights are good, though, but wow. Yeah, I feel for you there. It's been a rough one. And this is actually the pay-per-view. Okay, someone just sent me this. So, KSI versus Dillian Dennis. That's the next disowned pay-per-view as far as those uh, Misfit theories goes. So that's, and you know, the one thing is they are a little cheaper over there than ours, but... Uh, this comes from Keith Eidick yesterday, too, for boxing scene. Zolani Tete faces up to four-year ban after testing positive for banned substance. According to a report published Monday by the uh, Daily Dispatch, a South African newspaper, the former WBA Bantamweight champion faces a possible four-year ban because he tested positive. Uh, around the time of his fourth round knock, Knockout over Jason Cunningham, July 2nd at the OBO Arena, Wembley. Oh, the Wembley Arena in London. So that was July 25th or July 2nd. We're just finding out about this. The performance-enhancing drug uh, for which he filled wasn't identified by the Daily Dispatch. But Tay-Tay's manager... Um, stated that the South African Southpaw had arranged to have his uh, B sample tested Tuesday. At least he did that. We are confident that this is one big mistake. Zolani has no knowledge of this. 
Um, in all the years I've been with him, he's never failed a, a dope test. It baffles me that he would do it now at the tail end of his career. Although, you know, to be fair, you know, that that allegedly that could be something too. Uh, basically, you know, goes through the whole uh, BBB of C bands uh, that can be up to four years. Um, interestingly, he was he used to be vocal advocate of stronger PD testing prior to his involvement in the World Boxing Super Series Bantamweight division. So, you know, it is what it is, man. What are you, what are you going to do on that one? You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. Here's one, too, that this was from a little while ago. Um, Michael Zarafa, is that what it is? Zarafa? says he and Gennady Golovkin has have verbally agreed to fight in Australia. I actually mentioned this, like, I think it was like two weeks ago. If the fight happens, it will be absolutely huge for Australia. Middleweight contender Michael Zarafa uh, yesterday broke the news that they have a verbal agreement to fight next March. This is according to Fox Sports in Australia. And basically, he said he will be challenging GGG for his two middleweight belts because it's weird, though, because isn't there – didn't Triple G have a different – yeah, it was a different one. It's a different fight that they made him do to keep his belt his way. And now – because we are all like, hey, man, he's got to fight there's Lonnie Lara, and obviously that didn't – so is he going to drop one of those belts? Is he going to – I'm confused. I'm confused because it's that isn't it like that unbeaten dude? I can't remember his name right now. Uh, starts with an S. Anyway, I don't know. I did report that like two weeks ago, though. I do remember that. Thanks for sending that to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Um, the WBC. This is a little old, but it's. Great news. The WBC uh, has now officially approved Sebastian Pandora versus Tony Harrison as a final eliminator uh, to determine the next WBC Mando challenger for Jamel Charles' WBC belt, who obviously January 28th, he faces Tim Zhu. I really like that fight a whole lot. Uh, the WBC super bantamweight Luis Neri versus uh, Hova, what is it? Azat Hovhannisian, that is ordered to become the mandatory for Fulton. Remember, Fulton is going to fight the rematch with Figueroa because Figueroa went up to featherweight. So for at least one fight, um, Fulton is going to go up there for the rematch. And that was a damn tight. That was like a seven to five fight. So that's a damn good rematch. And he has a chance to go back down to 122 if he wants to fight but if he does and keep his WBC as two belts uh, he's going to have to fight the winner and then uh, Raisa Lim and David uh, Picasso is also ordered to be the second Mando okay perfect so if Fulton vacates the second Mando Lim and Picasso will fight the winner of that fight okay that's from uh, the boxing Boxing Red Gray. Shouts out to Boxing Red Gray. Okay, that's cool. 
I like that. I actually like that a whole lot. Um, we have some other news, but there is uh, – actually, I saw some news today about uh, Chris Cyborg will fight Gabriel Holloway in a pro boxing bout on the undercard of the Crawford Abenesian, which, you know, that's 40 bucks at the BOK Prime. So that's her second pro bout. She won her debut in September, so she's going to be on the undercard. That's kind of a – I mean, I still don't think it'll sell much, but, hey, that's a good name to have on the undercard. I'll say that. Um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Alvarez now declared that he's planning to return with a tune-up fight in May and then fight Dimitri Bivol in September. So most people, like I mentioned, the Ryder Parker winner will probably be what he would call a tune-up there. Um, Salida Promotions signed the up-and-coming heavyweight contender Moses Johnson. He's, uh, I think he's 9-0 or something like that. Yeah, 9-0-1. Uh, he was recently, he fought to a hard-fought uh, majority decision over Elvis Garcia on Showtime. So he joins the likes of top contenders, Jermaine Franklin, Otto Wallen. Um, well, we're not going to bring the big baby in there. <laughs> um, to the Salida stable. So that's kind of an interesting Thunderhands or something like that. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Thunderhands. Someone actually said Bermuda. Bermudas and Valet might be the fight of the weekend. And yeah, you're probably, you might be right. That might be a big, big fight. In fact, um, there's that fight on the uh, Zapata Pro Gray. Um, there's prospects like Torres and uh, Ramos and uh, Vargas, I believe. Um, Conwell is on the undercard as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I mean, Bermuda's, she's undefeated. I think she has a draw. Um, but Valley's like, she's had like 20 in the high twenties for fights. So that is a good fight. Yeah. Ruben Torres undefeated 19 and 0 taking on Eduardo Estela. He's 13 and one. Um, Charles Conwell. It's good to see him back. He's taking on a veteran one, Carlos Abreu. Um, He's got a lot of losses, but it's, it's, it's still a good, a decent fight for him, I'd say. And then Nathan Rodriguez is actually taking on Gerson Ortiz as well. And Jalalov, is that what that heavyweight prospect, Jalalov, he's fighting Curtis Harper. So hopefully that Curtis Harper doesn't uh, leave the ring like that other one. So, you know, all in all, yeah, you could say, oh, the fight, you know, shouldn't be on pay-per-view or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I understand the point there, but at least they hooked up a card. You know what I mean? At least they hooked up the card a little bit, so it'd be kind of interesting. All right, so we do have a little bit more fight news, but I'm going to hold off on it for a little bit. A little bit more boxing Twitter stuff, of course. Um, But yeah, I mean, actually someone just texted me saying, you know, Considering Showtime and PBC are out of money, um, you know, they're putting some fights together. It's like, yeah, man, I mean, 
Gervonta Davis against Hector Luis Garcia. That's January 7th. And obviously we know if he wins, Tank Davis. And as long as Ryan Garcia gets through his January fight, that's a fight right there. At the end of January, we have uh, Charlo uh, Tim Zhu. I believe the next week, February 4th, but we don't know for a fact. Uh, Spence and Thurman. This isn't even talking about undercard fights either. I just mentioned that Lenora Harrison fight, right? Um, then in March, we have uh, David Benavides against Caleb Plant. Obviously, April would be, you know, assuming they get there, Tank Davis and Garcia. And then we haven't even mentioned uh, the – I'd say it's going to happen, but nothing's been announced yet, but Deontay Wilder and Andy Ruiz. I mean, that's a yeah, a big-ass fight there. So, like I said, Boots is going to be on January 7th. They're, they're still trying to get an opponent for him. Uh, that's cool, though. Good luck for him to be on uh, what will be a, a, a packed stadium there. That's for an arena, I should say. So, yeah, you're right, man. There's a lot of uh, lot of good fights. Like I said, the freaking Figueroa and Fulton rematch. That's a phenomenal matchup. Uh, Ray Vargas had that good fight um, against What's-His-Toes. We'll see what's up with Leo Santa Cruz if, if you know, if uh, Eddie Hearn and his fighter are going to take him on or if they're going to drop the belt. I, I don't know exactly, you know, what's going on with that. That's kind of been in limbo. That sucks because I was really looking forward to Leo Santa Cruz against uh, Ray Vargas. But then old boy got hurt, and uh, we, we still have it. He was supposed to prove his injury. Uh, but anytime you hear Eddie Hearn talk, they're not talking about Leo Santa Cruz. They're talking about, you know, I'm talking about Lee Wood, by the way. Um, they're talking about Lee Wood and, you know, somebody, um, Mauricio Lara or, um, who else would he fight? Why can't I think of the damn name? I was going to say Frampton, but that's not true. Why can't I think of his name? Anyway, another featherweight over there. I'm just, I'm just blanking it. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, this, you're right though. I mean, that, that that schedule is bomb, dude. I mean, that is a hell of a way to go from January till about May. Um, yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't really know what's up with that, with the Leo Santa Cruz thing. It's kind of all, kind of all over the place. Mauricio Lara, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how they're, I really don't know what they're going to do, man. It's kind of uh, kind of bullshit, if you ask me. Uh, we really thought we had it figured out, and they were gonna, you know, go their separate way, both fight quality fights, and then boom, fight each other. You know what I mean? But um, that unfortunately is not in the books at this at this stage, anyway. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. You know, I mean, obviously featherweight still needs to be sorted out. Um, but yeah, we'll see. War- Josh Warrington is who I was thinking of. Why, why couldn't I think of that? I completely forgot about that. So yeah, um, as far as this weekend goes, though, like I said, this Jose Zapata and Regis Progre fight, I'm excited for it, dude. That it's good. 
just uh, breaking some of this down. Um, you know, as far as like uh, Jose against Pedraza or against Ramirez, some of and obviously Baranchik, those are some fights that that people you know remember in recent years. Obviously, uh, you know, some people thought that he did enough to beat Jose Ramirez. <clears throat> I thought it was a damn good fight. Some people thought Polestal beat Ramirez. I didn't. But if I were going to pick a winner out of those, I would have put picked uh, Zapata, to be honest with you. Um, now, just kind of breaking down some of the things that Regis Prograis will bring into this. You know, he's, he's definitely a much more measured you know, he has a much more measured approach than some of the, you know, than, than Ramirez. I mean, Pedraza is more measured, but he, he tends to move a little bit more. And obviously he's more measured, measured than Baranchik, you know. Um, as we know, Progre, great body puncher, and he can counter. Sometimes he counters to the body. A lot of times when you get close to him, as you're dipping out, he'll give you a body shot, kind of like take that with you. Um he does have a quality – Regis has a quality jab. It's just sometimes he uses it a lot. Sometimes – basically, he doesn't. He's inconsistent with it. Um, so he'll definitely have to bring a consistent jab, I'd say. Um, he's got good hand speed. He's got a good chin. He does keep his hands low. There are times where he can look like an average defender. Other times where, you know, he's moving his upper body, and like I said, he can counter. Um, the left hook, the short left hook is something that he's open to. And that's something that, uh, you know, Jose Zapata can, you know, can definitely take advantage of. He'll throw with both hands to the body, hooks to the body. Um, he likes that lead left hand. Like I said, he's always kind of looking to counter as well. Um, I don't know. Sometimes... Sometimes he'll fight at range. Other times he'll be right on the inside. Um, like, if you look at his fight with Taylor, which Taylor, obviously, the Taylor-Ramirez fight really showed Taylor's inside ability. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is very skilled on the inside. He's crafty. He's a little dirty. Uh, he'll hit you on the break, hit you on the clinch. Um, but when, I mean... I don't know, Progre, like, it, there was plenty of times in that fight where he was get, not getting the better of the two shots when they were on the inside, you know. So if they're on the inside of, of too much, you know, I, I actually think Zapata can have some, some success there. I, I really do. And you might see both these guys do a little quick clinch maneuver out of range, you know, that type of thing. Um Speaking of, though, I do think Zapata, you know, he's got a really good jab, and I think he'll use it. Um, and he should throw punches and use that jab while he's circling and pivoting. Um, so he basically he bas- he needs to be like he needs to be kind of leading in activity. That's the one thing, like progress needs to throw more than one punch at a time. Sometimes he just pot shots. Sometimes he lands, you know, a nice body shot. Um, less pot shots, more combinations. And I'm not saying 
you know, three, four, five punch combinations because that can get you countered and wear you out too. But, uh, you know, more than just one punch at a time throughout the fight would be pretty, you know, would be, I think it's going to be needed because, you know, Zapata is just more active, you know. He can win rounds by scoring points. He can take advantage of Regis uh, in those little spells of inactivity. He's a little lighter on his feet. Um, He's definitely very comfortable going from defense to offense, is uh, Jose. Speaking of left hook, he's a little susceptible to the left hook, too. So look for these exchanges, you know, with the left hook. And he, you know, he's been dropped by the hooks, but he's also been dropped by a body shot. So, you know, all in all, um, neither guy has been super active of late. Um, I think Pro Gray is actually the one that's fought more recently, if I remember correctly. Let me double check that. I believe he fought, yeah, because he fought earlier this year. Pretty sure, yeah, he fought March. Didn't really, you know challenge himself or anything like that, but he fought in March, so he's going to be ready to go, and he, uh, Jose Zapata, Zapata, he actually fought over a year ago, so he'll be out of the ring a full year. Um, Last year, got two fights in, in 2020. Obviously, we know the Yvonne, you know, branching fight was a war through five rounds, but I, you know, I could see the opening rounds that Jose would have an advantage, let's say, through four to six rounds. Because I think, like I said, he'll score points, he'll win rounds. But I think slowly but surely, Progray is going to get his timing together and look for him to counter, like I said, to throw to the body. And, you know, throw his, his straight left hand or, or left hook. But bring the jab, bring a little bit more activity. Like I said, not talking about five to seven punch combinations, but just try to do a little less than, you know, one at a time pot shot, you know, to the head and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, and like I said, he, I'd say the comp for Zapata is actually Pedraza is a better comp than Ramirez or, you know, Branchick, but he definitely generally moves more and is more active, too. He scores a lot more points. Uh, Pedraza does, does, and that is a key for Zapata, too. So, um, all in all, I like Regis Progres to win this fight by decision. Uh, um, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if in the later rounds, let's say 10th round and on, if Progres starts to wear him down to the body, and maybe, you know how, when you start to attack the body and, and start it early, by the mid and late rounds, especially the late rounds, you start slowly but surely, you start to see that elbow come a little bit lower, and you start to anticipate more body shots, and you can put yourself out of position, whether a lot of times it's just your guard, because you're all of a sudden wanting to try to take something out of that body blow by dropping your elbows a little bit more, covering up, and boom, a left hook's up top, a straight left. Um, a right hook. He does have a decent right hook. But, yeah, I just think the better, cleaner punches overall, let's say fourth to sixth round, I think that's where he's going to start to really take over this fight. Not that he's going to be – it's going to be a one-sided affair or nothing like that. Zapata's a damn good fighter. Um, and when I look at it, I think 
I think this, I mean, I think Zapata, I, I think it's worth taking a flyer out on him. What do we got? Um, so the lowest number I see in A, I just got a message saying Jose's going to win this. Dude, if you think Jose's going to win this, and I'm not like saying you're, you know, stupid for saying that, you know. But, dude, plus 310 is like the lowest out there. Otherwise, you can get them for plus – oh, I'm sorry, plus 275 is the lowest. But you can get them for plus 320, um, plus 325. I would go with that, dude. And, by the way, we were talking about that uh, that uh, Bermudez valet fight. That is a pick fight. I thought it was on paper pick but, man, that is – I mean, plus 175 is the highest. It's close. I'm not going to say it's pick em, but it's close. Um, Yocasta is the favorite. But when you're talking about, you know, and actually I'm looking at pro boxing odds, by the way, it opened at one plus 137. Now it's up to plus 175. So, I mean, on paper, that's the closest fight of the weekend. I figured it would be, but now I'm looking at it. It is. And there's really nothing all that close to it. Because when you look at, like, like the uh, Fabio Wardley-Nathan Gorman fight, that's a little closer. My bad. Ryder Parker, what am I saying? That, that's almost as close. Um, it's almost as close. Because the, the Jermaine Franklin, Dillian White, that's not really a close fight on paper. Anyway. So I do have uh, Regis winning by decision. I will say that. Um, going with the... Both favors, I guess, the co-feature in the in the feature, um, and then the Zach Parker John Ryder man, you know, in, in this, like I said, you know, Parker's a favorite, um, minus two twenty-five, minus two twenty, minus two forty, minus two fifty, but I'm going with John Ryder. If I can get plus two hundred or plus one eighty, I'm going. I'm going with John Ryder in general. Like even if I can't. I'm going. I'm picking him either way, though, to win the fight. Um, I think Zach Parker, 22 and 0. I think he's like 20. Has a decent amount of knockouts. He's a good fighter, you know. Um, you know, Von Alexander. I'm familiar with. I'm looking at his box rec right now. Um, you know, it just. I remember that Luke Blackledge fight. Wow, that was a long time ago. So I've seen him fight multiple times, and. I just think, you know, John Ryder right now is coming off that, that Daniel Jacobs fight where he won by split decision. It's nothing to write home about, but he beat him. The Callum Smith fight, that's already been since 2019. But that was a competitive-ass fight. Um, you know, he's just fought more game fighters. Nick Blackwell, yeah, he got knocked out. But that was like 2016 or something. 15, yeah, 15. I mean... To me, he's clearly, you know, the veteran fighter, the the, the more experienced fighter. Uh, but I'm going to go with the minor upset. Um, like I said, I like Zach Parker. I think he's a solid fighter. Um, we get to, that's why we get to see more of him on this fight. You know, what's he made out of? I mean, he, he definitely has some reach. Will he use his boxing abilities, or will Ryder make it kind of a, you know? An uglier fight, a rough housing type fight. We'll see, but I'm going with the upset. I'm going John Ryder, and John Ryder will 
get the fight with Canelo and Alvarez. That's just that I'm calling it. That's my call for the weekend. I think that's my only upset of the weekend because otherwise, uh, and I picked uh, two favorites on there. I think that's the go feature. So, um, other than that, let me see here. Well, and of course, you know, I do, I do pick Dillian White. Um, you know, I guess there's an outside chance that Dillian White could just be, you know, way past it or something like that. I mean, he hasn't looked great of late. Let me grab a little ogre here. You know, he had that Pavekin mess up, mix up. And COVID, the COVID summer came back, got the dub. Um, he had been on a, you know, a long winning streak since, like, shit, it had to have been, like, 2015, 2016 when he lost to Joshua. He had been on, you know, uh, Chisora and Rivas and Parker and Hellenius. I fought Chisora at least twice. Yeah, twice, I think. Um, so, I mean, you know, Jermaine Taylor... I'm sorry, Jermaine Taylor, Jesus Christ. Jermaine, you know, Franklin, he's good. He's all right. You know, I think, you know, his biggest win was uh, that Jerry Forrest, Forrest fight. Um, like Rydell Booker, I'm looking at his box right, right now. You know, he has some mediocre names on it. That That's kind of why, you know, I think it's a, a fight he's going to win. I don't think, you know, I don't think much of it. Um, and this sets up. Dillian White and Joshua. Dillian White will win this fight, in my opinion, in most people's opinion. Not really going out on a limb. And so, yeah, I think that um, that'll be the case. Um, so that's kind of my predictions for the weekend. Um, I'm going to find out. So John, unfortunately, is not going to be able to make it. It was a later show tonight. So my apologies there. I'm going to go ahead and anyone that's on right now, in fact, let's see. Uh, there actually is two numbers that don't look that familiar on here. So if you want to press one and join in, feel free to, you know, do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to, you know, don't you don't have to cut it right now, okay? <laughs> A lot of people are like, what? You're going to go to me? No, I'm just listening. That's cool. Most people do that. So I'm not going to jump on there. Um, but, yeah, um, Two, which is a local number. If you want to join in, that's cool. And then 763, which is a local number. Huh, interesting. Anyway, uh, Portland, let me know. I just texted you if you want to join in. Maybe you're just chilling too. It's kind of a, a, a chilling type day. We do have some. Okay, so someone sent me this. Uh, Michael Hunter, looks like he retweeted it. Mr. Oh, okay. So this was an article on Fight Post. Um, fightpost.ko.co.uk uh, dot dot, dot uh, um, Michael Hunter Mr. Avoided at 34 Hunter bo- uh, both deserves and needs a big fight so now we got Hunter is Mr. Avoided and that's what people are going with Mr. Avoided. Okay. Um, here's Sergio Mora, who I, I like uh, as a fighter. Um, he was talking about um, 
Munguia's win over uh, Gonzalo, uh, I think it was Correa. He said, it's not the top-tier opponent we would all like to see Munguia in, but he's staying busy until notable names are forced to look his way. And that's where it's like, come on, Mora. We know you work for the zone, but for him to be like, the notable names are forced to look his way. It's like, dude, he already down like four different fights. And it's his people behind him and his promoter, that, that Charlo Munguia stuff. We know about that, but... At some point, it's like, can't we get some sort of, I don't know, I think it burns me more when fighters do that, like with Timothy Bradley, and and they're out there, oh, you're not looking his way, you don't want to fight him. It's like, dude, (laughs) he's been offered multiple fights in the last year, dude. Like, come on, man, and I'm not ripping Munguia, you know, trying to go out of my way to rip him or nothing like that, but we've known it's, you know, time for him to step up. So this whole, oh, you know, they don't want the fight. and I don't know. I just, nobody wants to fight them. It's like, what? What do you, what do you mean, dude? Like, like he's been offered fights, you know, a fair amount, dude. I just don't, I just don't get what, what do you mean? Like, what, what? Um, so, so we got some, uh, some more quotes from boxing scene as of today. And it has to do with Crawford, Terrence Crawford. Crawford blames business of boxing for spoiling Spence Bell. It is what it is. I'm moving forward with my career. Me and Errol, if the fight happens, it will happen next year. I just don't like the fact that a lot of people are blaming me for trying to make the fight. That's about it. Uh, but my main focus is not on Arrow right now. My main focus, as it should be, um, is David Avenition. This is on uh, the MMA Hour, right, which is a popular podcast. I just blame the business of boxing. I don't blame myself for even one portion of the fight not being made. I felt like I agreed to everything that I needed to agree. He keeps saying that. I agreed to everything. Okay, then sign the contract, dude. Uh, I feel like I've done everything I'm supposed to do as an independent fighter to get that fight made, but there's only so much I can do. When uh, when asked when Crawford was asked if the fight would have to be made, wait, would have to been made if Spence was in the oh would have been made uh, if Spence was independent, and he said oh 100 percent. Um. It just, I think he wanted to fight. I think he really wanted to fight because that was actually not what he said before. He said Heyman wanted to fight. I think he still wants to fight, but I don't know what's going on with this team. The only thing I can do is speak for myself and my team. Hopefully, the fight will happen. I can't say if it's true or false. The only thing I can say is if you ask me, does Terrence Crawford want to fight, I will say true. But I can't say if it's true or false. And this is what really gets me. He says, so I can't say if it's true or false, if it happens or not. Anything can happen in today's society. <laughs> like, what? What's that even mean? So will the fight with uh, Spence happen? Well, I don't know. I can't say if it's true or false, which that makes sense, if it happens or not. But anything can happen in today's society. <laughs> like, what's that? What? What the fuck does that mean, dude? I, I just... 
in today's what's today's society have to do with you not signing the contract? And maybe you know, I just I don't know. I just think it's just crazy to me. It's just weird to me. I agreed to everything. All right, man. If you did, which I'm not saying you did, then sign the goddamn contract. And it's just, I mean, obviously it's not going to be now, but I don't know, dude. Yeah, he's got a point, man. In today's society, bro, you just you just never know if the fight's going to happen in today's society. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Oh, Terrence, what, what's going on, bud? What's going on with you? Oh, so someone just says he doesn't want the Al Slave contract. Back to the old Heyman slave pact. So if Heyman gives out slave contracts, why, if you sign with him and not a promoter, he only takes 50% of your money? Compared to having a manager which is at least 15, if not 20, and they could legally get up to 33%. And then also a promoter taking like 20% out of your shit. So having a manager and a promoter taking a much larger cut than just signing with the 15% out, the math is not mathing up there. And there's another quote from Crawford. BLK is going to save boxing. Just can't make this shit up, dude. When Tyson Fury said he was gonna donate his money to homeless to the homeless, he apparently just meant Derek Chisora. Come on now. That's funny though. That is funny. Who is the trainer of the year through nine months or ten months? Someone sent me I think it should be Bob Santos. I mean Hector Garcia, Edwin de, de, de Los Santos, Eric Rosa, Albert. Alberto Puelo, yeah, he has had a damn good year, man. That is a good, good call. This is uh, La Spicy. I'm boycotting boxing until a Mexican beat Bivol. <laughs> uh, if Thurman Avenesian was announced tomorrow, I would take Avenesian plus money and feel pretty good about it. That's that's what uh, that's that's funny. Vince going out of here's what Bab said. In his tweet, Vince going against one of his longtime faves to make an agenda supporting point is sort of pettiness. I is the sort of pettiness I can get behind. That is pretty funny. No idea what this means, but BLK Prime makes it very clear that non-black viewers, very clear that non-black viewers, they are not interested in entertaining. Fuck them. And Lefty said to that tweet. I signed up for BLK Prime, and it asked me for my race. I said white, and it would accept my subscription. It <laughs> just be, oh, that's funny, dude. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, here's Abner Morris saying, funny thing is, a lot of these reporters said uh, it came from a good source. And this is uh, Hercules, uh, Ray Catcher, Minneapolis. Shout out to him. Um he said, I've said it a billion times, but there just isn't enough shit that happens in boxing to sustain a 24-7 news cycle. So dudes just make shit up, and since boxing is a niche sport, the fans think they're somehow involved in it, uh, to, so they help you know spread the fake news story. Rinse, repeat. That's so true. 
Uh, Montana Love has everything you want in a star. If he was good, he would be a paper. That's Broadway uh, Joel. I like Broadway Joel. I completely disagree with that, though. I do like his show, Dominican Boxing Stand Up, but I don't agree with that. Fun fact, Josh Taylor will have fought once a year for the last three years in a row, and none of the anti-PBC pro top rank weirdos have complained about his inactivity or the number of mandatory he has done. Yeah, that is true. That's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. All right, so... Someone sent me something that okay. See what okay. So so Espinoza announced he didn't announce the fight, but he you know he he basically uh, he basically was retweeting say yes you know this fight is happening right. And someone tweeted below in the comments saying, "See what happens when you stop being greedy and agree to share the broadcast rights." Espinoza said, "Except we did." Just like someone, I mean, the second Coppinger tweeted, it must have been like five or six people in my DMs or my text messages. Same difference, right? Um, saying, see, it's a joint pay-per-view. You didn't want a joint. I don't, when you say I don't want a joint pay-per-view, I buy the goddamn pay-per-view, dude. Like, the easiest for me, I have Fight TV downloaded on my Roku. It's so easy just to go to Fight TV in, in order fights, you know, so I do that. If Showtime has one, I, I you know, I, I don't like doing it on the Showtime app, I'll be honest, because you can't pause the fucking thing. You can't record it. I'm just being honest, right? Now, I think one of their fights has been on Fight TV lately, but usually it's on the app, which I understand. But the Fight TV, I can go in there, let's say I work, and I get off at one in the morning, I can come back and I can start the pay-per-view from the, from the beginning. Whereas I can't do that with Showtime. I can't record I can't record off the app Showtime, right? Which makes sense. And I have DirecTV stream, so I don't have linear cable, I guess you could say, per se. So I don't have a um, channel that's just pay-per-view channel, right? That you see on the other cable companies. So like I said, the the Zapata program, I'm gonna go to Fight TV and do it there because I can pause it, I can rewind it. I don't, you know. Sometimes I can't watch these fights live. A lot of times I can't. You know, so that's uh, that's what I'm doing there. But as far as like me worrying about who the fuck, you know, like it is what it is. Like I don't I don't care who did it. I was just making a point. People, see, that's the thing. Facts, and it, this happens on Twitter all the time. Like when you're just saying actually the fact, what you said is not fact. The actual fact is this, right? People will just be like, "Yeah, but this doesn't." It's still my point holds. It's like I didn't even know what your point was. Your shit just came by my uh, my timeline, and I'm just saying that that's not true. That's all. People don't like the truth. Like I, all I was saying is. It'd be the zone's fault if they said it had to be a split pay-per-view. That's all I was saying. And that's factual, dude. It would be their fault. I mean, come on, dude. That's just factual, man. 
I mean, look at they had Golovkin and Canelo, which did 1.3 million and 1.1, and they couldn't do on the zone, which we all know why it's never had a million subscribers. You know, and and it's funny because some of these same people, in fact, like three or four of these same exact people, are this are the ones that are just over the top PBC haters. Spinoza is going to get fired, so Showtime. Showtime, the, the, all the content for Showtime is going to Paramount. Now, they're still, it's still up in the air what they're going to do with the standalone app. We don't know exactly what they're going to do with the standalone app. Okay? We don't know what, what they're going to do yet. It has not been announced. I, I, I don't know. Okay? But Showtime's content's going to be over there. Right, so the standalone is still there, but on cable when you can just add Showtime, right? They're not going to get rid of that. They may get rid of the, the standalone app and just joint them together. You know, it's already available. You can get Paramount Plus because what is it? Paramount Global is that Paramount Plus Global? Is that the global? Is that the company? Is that, is that what it's called now? It used to be CBS. Uh, all Access or CBS Sports All Access or just CBS All Access something like that and they changed it to Paramount obviously and people are saying and you know when you merge two there's there's going to be jobs that people do for one app that and for the company that they're not going to you know if you merge something not everybody's going to keep their jobs so there's no point in having two different large groups of people working on the same thing if it's one company now, you know? It's the same dudes that will say Espinosa's going to get fired. And hey, if he does, he does. I don't know if he's going to get fired, but so PBC has no money. Showtime has no money. But tell me who's got the best schedule from January to May. I just went over the goddamn fights earlier. I mean, Ryan Garcia... And Germante, Germante against Hector, Spence Thurman, Wilder, uh, Ruiz more than likely, or Spence, yeah, Spence Thurman, uh, Charlo, uh, Tim Zhu, I mean, Benavidez and Plant, maybe one of those fights are not going to be on Showtime, maybe, maybe some of them will be on Fox or something, I don't know, but to just be like, well, you know, Streaming services subscriptions go up and down, and so the second Showtime loses, you know, because during actually, you know, as we know, uh, streaming services went way up. The subs went way up during COVID for obvious reasons, right? Cable went down, uh, streaming service went up. So Showtime, uh, along with many others, went way up during that time. So they gained a bunch. Well, they lost a little, but it's just so funny that. Like, you can go right now. I'm looking at it right now, right? Paramount Plus with Showtime. Uh, it bundles. The bundle starts at a, at 12 bucks, 11.99. You can cancel any time. And I'm assuming after a couple months or like six months, it'll probably go up to a higher price. That's how these fucking things go. You can try it for free, okay? But my point is, go right now. Paramount Plus Showtime, right? So it has at the beginning of it, and they say, well, boxing's not going to be on there. Well, I don't know for a fact if it's Showtime 
it didn't say, like, when I'm reading this stuff, it doesn't say Showtime's boxing not going to be on there, right? Um, but look, go go look at it. The first thing you see is three. So when you go to the, the website, right, Paramount Plus with Showtime, just go there, right, if, if you doubt me, okay? The first thing you see is three of the most well-known quarterbacks right now, right, Mahomes. Phil Allen, Phil Allen, <laughs> Josh Allen, I had a friend named Phil Allen, and uh, Joe Burrow. That's who, then you see a bunch of Showtime shows. You see that. So, so you see NFL football, then you see the Showtime shows, and I'm watching it. And then at the very end, they have Boots Ennis in a walkout. He's walking out to a fight. And then they have Charlo, and I think it's uh, Jamal Charlo hitting Julian Williams. So if you're telling me boxing is not going to be on Paramount Plus and it's going out of business with Showtime, why in the fuck is it on the app then? Why do they specifically show boxing on the app? Now I know someone's going to go, well, it's actually last though. Oh, PBC's last. or so, You know, I don't fucking know. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now so people can, when they listen to this and you're doubting me, look at it, dude. Paramount Plus with Showtime. I just saw Boots and I just saw Jamal Charlo hitting Julian Williams. Not randomly, they're fight, obviously. <laughs> and I know that uh, Paramount YouTube is bringing premium. This is the Engage Gadget. Engadget. YouTube is bringing premium streaming service into its main app with a new feature called Primetime Channels. And they have TV shows, movies, sports like Showtime, Stars, Paramount Plus, and AMC Plus. Okay, alongside videos from your favorite creators, whatever the fuck that means. Folks in the U.S. can sign up for Primetime Channels starting today. This is like a month ago, three weeks ago or something like that. Uh, today through the movies and TV section. This is on YouTube. There are more than 30 services you can subscribe to um, at the jump. Obviously, NBA League Pass uh, is going to be soon available there. But it looks like you can get Showtime and Paramount there. I'm reading this article on that. But yeah, when you read about this stuff, you know, Paramount Global... It doesn't say anywhere that boxing's not going to be there. Their biggest thing is talking about, you know, will it will it be an app? You know what I mean? Um, here, here's what it is: a Paramount Global executive in charge of the company's pre, pre, premier or premium movie and network showtime is leaving at the end of the year, fueling speculation that the media conglomerate will soon integrate the streaming version of Showtime into the flagship service, Paramount Plus. So the whole thing might just go into that, okay? So David Nevins is leaving, uh, a move that will see the company restructure most of Showtime's businesses, or business. As a part of the move, Showtime's multiple cable and satellite networks will be overseen by Christopher uh, McCarthy, a Paramount Global executive in charge of MTV Comedy Central and other lineal channels. Showtime streaming service will uh, fall under purview of Tom Ryan, 
the former Pluto TV head is now in charge of Paramount Global's uh, streaming initiatives. So Showtime streaming service, which is available for 12 a month, does not require cable or satellite subscription. <clears throat> the the, the dude has fueled so the fueled speculation Paramount Global is one step closer to shuttering the standalone Showtime streaming service. So if you have the app, the app might go away and just turn it to Showtime and Paramount, the combo. Okay? So that's all we know right now. The company says Paramount Plus currently has around 43 million global subscribers and is on track to have 100 million within the next two years. Fueling growth at Paramount Plus's new membership with retail uh, Walmart that sees customers of the store Walmart Plus membership get free access to ad-supporting version of Paramount Plus, which includes includes live national football games. I'm assuming the ones that play on CBS. Um, so yeah, they lost. Here it is. They lost 500 subscribers uh, that it gained as customer ditched their cable and satellite packages, you know, more and more people. So sometimes Showtime, you know, gain, you know, losing from people, you know, taking away their cable, but then they gained on their app at times. I'm talking about the last couple of years, but um, it's, it's basically similar to the Warner Brothers Discovery. They're going to shutter its HBO Max and Discovery Plus and just make it one. The Walt Disney Company has offered, you know, a bundle package that unites the flagship streamer Disney Plus with Hulu and ESPN Plus. It, it, a lot of people are doing it. Earlier this week, reports indicated Comcast, which is a huge cable company, obviously, was looking to include streaming service Peacock in a similar bundle. So, like I said, just Google the shit and go there and tell me that. Tell me that you don't why, – why are they showing boxing on the Paramount and Showtime app in the preview to sh- – you know, with all the other shows? I don't know. I want to stop talking about this, actually, because it's just uh, – but, yeah, if they're going out of money – so this is their last six months is, is what you're saying? The last six months of uh, Showtime and PBC? Okay. Okay. That's fine. Now, you know – We'll see. Here's something interesting that I wanted to keep a note of, and then we'll probably get out of here. So on CBS, Bellator MMA, Bader and Fedor 2, February 4th on a Saturday. So that's kind of interesting because Saturday night, that kind of tells me that maybe Thurman and and Spence won't be February 4th. I don't know. But that's on normal CBS at 8 o'clock Central. Heavyweight world champion Ryan Bader will headline a February event, which will be – it'll be on CBS, but also it'll stream on Paramount+. And I bring this up because Bellator, Showtime, CBS, all that stuff, right? So the event will air February 4th at 6 Pacific. So 8 o'clock here in the Central. It'll be on CBS in the Paramount for their subscribers. Um, and, you know, additional bounce for the card will be added. But that's pretty big. That's really big. And 
now those are those are faded names, right? But they're bigger names for for MMA. Those are big names that are faded, I guess you could say. Now, people already saw that and go, well, does that mean Showtime's going to get us? You know, can can boxing get another CBS? It's been a while. Um, I remember they did that Leo Santa Cruz fight. That was after a college basketball game because I remember the college basketball game uh, went into overtime and uh, Joseph Jojo Diaz didn't get to do his, uh, I believe it was pro debut, but it, the the bout before it or the, the the game before it, college basketball went to overtime, so his fight got missed. And they went right to the, the Leo Santa Cruz, so they did that in the afternoon. And then obviously 2015, I'm not sure about 2016, though, but they also did those afternoons. Most of them, I believe, if I remember correctly, they were on Sundays. I think some of them were Saturdays, too, but I think one of them was Sunday or a couple of them. I don't know. But um, it was afternoon on CBS. And obviously afternoon fights are harder to do than they were, you know, 30 and 40 and 50 years ago. Even like midweek stuff is harder to do, too just because you can't attract a crowd, mostly. Um, but the ratings weren't that bad. They are pretty good, actually. And then CBS, of course, we got Thurman and Porter, and then Thurman and Garcia. So could we get maybe something like in the spring and summer, or maybe two in the summer or something like that? That'd be dope. Wouldn't that be awesome? And that might be part of the new PBC Showtime deal, because like I said months and months ago, Something's got to give. They're going to announce some sort of agreement to stay in business with each other. And that's also why, because the contracts are up, that's also why you're hearing, just like you heard in 2018, and basically since PBC's been around in 2015, that they're running out of money. They're out of business. They're broke. We keep hearing the same fucking thing over and over again. So... But I, I kind of understand it more this time just because, you know, the Fox deal was only pay-per-views this 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 year, which was different. But I get it because there's speculation because the contracts are up. Where's the PBC dates going to come from? Are they going to come from all showtime? Is CBS Sports involved in it? CBS Sports, just like FS1, but even more, they need ratings. You know, could they do live on CBS and also streaming on Paramount or live on Showtime, also streaming on Paramount? Is it just going to – is it going to be announcement? I don't know. But when I – that's my thought process. A while back, someone said they're going to get a deal with CBS. And get a deal directly with CBS didn't really ever make sense to me. Because it's hard to get prime time. I mean, Espinosa's explained it time and time again. It, they're, they're the number one network in the country. So it's hard to be like, hey, can we get 10 prime times? They already have the ratings. So why are they going to let boxing just come in there and take 10 of their Saturday night? You know, I'm not saying I don't want it. I'm just saying Fox and CBS are different when it comes to uh, television. You know, Fox does great numbers with some shows, but obviously with sports and football and all that. But CBS is just, like I said, number one. But my point of that is maybe they'd give them a couple, two or three or something, but then they'd also give more dates on CBS Sports Network or something like that. Because, you know, 
I don't believe Showtime can take all those dates, you know. But then again, if there's not going to be a Showtime app anymore, potentially, and it's just going to be on Paramount, maybe, you know. I don't know. All I know is if you look at both of them together, it's over 60 million subscribers, Paramount Plus in, in, in Showtime. So that's pretty significant. Now, CBS Sports Network is not in as many homes. I haven't checked the, the numbers lately. I thought it was like $40 million, but um, it's not as much as, obviously, ESPN or even FS1 or FS2 or ESPN2. But do you have, like, college football, college basketball, a variety of other sports on there, but they need, need ratings on there. And if you have a college basketball game or a college football game, you could put a, you know, a boxing bet on. That'll give two more hours of ratings that it normally wouldn't. Doesn't mean uh, boxing's going to just go crazy on there and, and it get major ratings. But comparatively to what's already on there, just like FS1, when you look at it, I mean, for, for FS1 to do a million, it has to be a pretty big college football game. And college football can get the million more and more than that. But like if you look at baseball and college. Like college basketball, I don't believe there's been one on a million. Maybe there's been one. Like if they do uh, the Yankees against the Red Sox in baseball, that will do like a million. But that's always what I thought. Maybe Paramount would be involved and maybe CBS Sports Network. And then here and there they throw us a bone in boxing fans and put it on CBS. But when you look at that, they, that Bellator got a CBS fight, then it's like, if they're and I understand that that's a specialized rematch fight with guys that do have names, like I said, faded names, but they are names for MMA. Can we get one of those fights then? You know, can we can we get a CBS fight then or two? Uh, but yeah, something's got to give, and it's funny because, and maybe this is him alluding to it, maybe it's not, but there's a guy on Twitter. The Glaze, the Glazier, Rick Glazier, he's constantly just been anti-Al Haven and Espinosa and all that. You know, he, he said a bunch of reasons why the fight's not going to happen between Ryan Garcia and Gervonta. And then he came up with a new list of reasons why it wouldn't happen. And, you know, some of the list that he had, it, it, I'm not saying it didn't make sense um, because, you know, and I mentioned it here. There is some court cases coming up. Maybe maybe there would be an issue. You know, I'm not saying that. But he's now coming up with different issues. Before it was Al Haven would never let that fight happen. That, that's what he was saying. But here's what he said. There could well be an announcement forthcoming within the next couple of months that could well change boxing positively for the better going forward. Let's see how it plays out. But it It'll be a real positive look for boxing. For now, please have a little patience. So what's that mean? What's that mean? Is that is that a PBC deal coming up? Is that, I mean, you wouldn't think Golden Boy is, I mean, may, you know, I've heard multiple reports, one of them, Jake Donovan, that Golden Boy tried to go through Bally's, the new cable uh, operator that does it's like regional used to be uh um fox sports 
uh, like Fox Sports North is what it was here, but it's Fox Sports Network. It's like re- I think there's 20 of them regionally. And so like the Timberwolves, basketball, baseball, the Twins, uh, hockey, if you have one in your city. It's basically like 12 regional valleys. Well, Sinclair bought them a while back, and it's called Bally's now. There, there actually has been other boxing on there randomly every once in a while, and it did sound like Golden Boy tried to make a run at getting at Bally's. Is that something that he's talking about? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, and I'm trying to think, like, what else is an entity? I mean, we, we heard that BLK Prime is going to sign is going to sign 10 fighters, well-known fighters. That hasn't happened yet. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Maybe maybe it's BLK that is getting a time buy or getting a deal with God. It'd be tough to get a deal uh, without the fighters and the fights and the dates and all that, you know. But um, part of the investment that Crawford was saying. I don't know. My guess is, though, you know, Who's got the biggest, you know, like the biggest stable of fighters? We all know that's been PBC for a long time. So, and they need dates, right? They, they, so something's got to announce at some point. So I'll keep you posted. Like I said, I don't know what, where, how, but if they're putting Bellator on CBS, I don't think that's bad news when it comes to boxing. I'll put it that way. Anyway, I'm uh, going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, there's not much more that I'm going to talk about here anyway. Um, you know, a, a busy fight weekend. Parker and Ryder is a damn good fight. Um, Zapata, dude, I, I'm excited for these fights this weekend, like especially pro Gray. I'm I'm looking forward to that fight. And yes, I am because, like I mentioned, we didn't get those other pay-per-views we thought we were going to go. I'll pay 60 bucks for this. I got a buddy coming over. We're going to watch it. I think it's going to be a a good fight. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy your fight weekend because, man, the weekend after, whoo, Estrada versus Gonzalez. Chocolatito tries to right a wrong that a lot of people thought that he won the last fight. Anyway, like I said, enjoy the fights this weekend. Peace. Once you become the world champion, I believe that you feel you have the upper hand. So now, when as you fight, let's say you fight for five years of straight survival, of the bullshit, of the whole bag, and when you become the world champion, you're like, you know what, I made it. I'm going to show you 